joining us for Passing for Perfect with Corey and Kanisha. This is episode eight. And in this episode, this is our off the rails episode. Every so often in an episode, we have a segment where we completely get off, get off topic and go, as we like to say, off the rails. So this episode is dedicated to a whole show of being off the rail. No real topic. We're just talking and sharing the things that are on our mind. Enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to Passing for Perfect. This is Corey. And I am Kanisha. Happy Monday to you guys. Happy Monday, folks. And so it's a wet one. We got the rain today um, that they've been saying we were going to get all weekend canceling. Got people canceling Juneteenth celebrations, thinking they was going to wash us off for Father's Day. But we're going to thank God for that sunshine and those pretty days. And how are you guys? How are you guys? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm grand. Grand. He's grand. Mm-hmm. Okay. So today is a... We've been coming like every other week on Mondays. It's been our schedule or what we try to be our schedule. And today was just one of them little moments where so much stuff has happened in the week where we're like, it's so much to talk about. By the time next week gets here, it'll be irrelevant. So it's just going to be a whole off the rails type of show. Like normally what happens in our show is that we have a topic. We sit down and we try to discuss that topic and we get comments from our viewers and we talk about things. But usually at some point within the show, somebody, no names, but somebody goes completely off, just off the rails, just somewhere else. So today, the whole show is completely off the rails because we didn't have one specific topic or maybe usually one or two topics that kind of went together. Today, it was just so many things that happened over this past week um, and weekend and even something that happened today that was like, oh, yeah, we got to talk about this. Just, we we got to talk about it. We're going to just talk all over the place today. And then if you have something specific or, you know, just something you want to get our opinion on and want to hear our opinion on that thing, just a little quick topic to See what the people in the chat are going to say or what we're going to say about it. Drop it in the chat. We'll grab it. We'll talk about it because it's just off the rails. We don't really have a discussion. Today, we um, posted today and the discussion is about Juneteenth and the foolery surrounding what is now a federal holiday, Juneteenth. We have Pride Month is going on and then something in the sports arena popped off today. So that's him. That's his that's his thing. I, I don't know. I was told about it. I wasn't aware. I didn't get the alert. Um, also, family things that things have been coming up. And it's like 
we have some toxic parents that we witnessed and are witnessing and just talking about, you know, you know, people want to say toxic masculinity, but what about these parents? Oh, I'm, I was just making sure I was together. See, off the rails, completely. So, you know, we've got some toxic parents and, you know, some of us as parents have issues that we never got worked out. And now we're spewing that foolery over onto our children. So we're going to talk about all of that today. So what, what, what do you get. want to discuss first? Let's discuss. Oh, happy belated Father's Day to my fathers. I'm sorry. We should have started off with that. See, even the fathers forget about the fathers. That's how that's how that's how they do Father's Day. Um, but let's see where we're gonna go. We start with Father's Day. Start with the family. All right. So, oh, Father's Day. We we did not. What happened with Father's Day that you feel like we got to discuss Father's Day? I just feel like I wanted to wish everybody happy Father's Day. Oh, happy it was Father's good. Day. It was good to see. Um. So much love for fathers on the timeline this year. This year, I didn't as see. As opposed to, yeah, I ain't see no um, happy Father's Day to the single mothers, and I ain't catch none of that on my TL. And it may be because I've cleaned people out who do that. So maybe I've, I I haven't unfriended them, just unfollowed them, so they stuff don't show on my on the timeline. What's the difference? We still Facebook friends, like you still can see my stuff. I still can see your stuff. You still can see our posts, but your posts don't come through my timeline. Like we're unfollowed. So like anything they post, it doesn't pop up on the timeline. Because we don't need that negativity in our so life. So my thing is, is if you're gonna unfollow somebody, then why not just unfriend them? Because that don't that don't mean that don't mean we're not you're not um Friend, Facebook friend material. Now, keep in mind, people, Facebook friends and regular friends are are not the same. They don't mean you're not Facebook friend material or, or Facebook um, socialite or whatever. Just mean I don't always want to see the stuff that you post. Like, I don't always want to see your negativity and your crying and your and your woe is me's all the time. Like bringing my energy down because they're it, not Facebook friend material. It sounds like because if I can't even see what you got to say on Facebook, I know I don't want to hear what you got to say in real life. So we're not friends in real life, and we you can't don't watch you on Facebook. Then what are you there for? You don't know the difference. You don't even know them people gone now. Okay. If I wouldn't have said nothing, so, you wouldn't have known. Fathers, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Hopefully there were no intrusions, and you know you got what you wanted, and you got good gifts, and you know. More than just the paper mache or hand card or, you know, the coaster that they made from a piece of tile at school or something crazy like that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't we don't know. even get those because we're not in school. School be over with by the time Father's Day come. They don't be thinking about us at the end of the school year. Don't do not do that. Don't start that. You know we don't get no Father's Day crafts or none of that because school is almost over and they're not thinking into the future about no Father's Day. Come on. Let's keep it 100. Happy Father's Day, babe. Thank you, darling. All right. What's next? Oh, we ain't we done with food. I okay. didn't know we had a whole moment about Father's Day, but you said hey, we, we touched I'm just, about it. I'm just saying, like, 
Father's Day. And then, okay, yeah, let's get into this too. These two things are about to, to, to mesh together, okay? Just mesh. I'm, I'm confused a little bit. Go for it. Father's Day and Juneteenth. How did that mesh? I'm going to tell you. Just okay. just listen. Let me let me roll through my rail. Yes, yes, yes. Okay? Let me roll down my track. Okay. Okay. So, Father's Day is the third weekend in June. Third Sunday in June is Father's Day, right? Juneteenth is now officially a federal holiday, which means all these corporations and companies are about to try to tune into the black dollar. June 19th is Juneteenth, which usually falls around the third weekend of the month in June, which means from Mother's Day, once Mother's Day is over, they're going to start kicking all the Juneteenth merchandise. Which means, in turn, that's one less, that's one more distraction towards Father's Day in June. I'm just saying. I'm not being messy. I'm just, nor am I being petty. Oh, but you are. You are. But I'm just saying, now Juneteenth is going to take over Father's Day. Because after Mother's Day, you know companies, your JCPenney's, your Walmart, your Targets, your Macy's, wherever, all these fine stores that capitalize off the black dollar are going to start selling Juneteenth stuff right after Mother's Day, which in turn means fathers are going to be getting Juneteenth t-shirts for Father's Day. Y'all just be prepared. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the family portion of this We were having a conversation today about children and disrespect when it comes to elders mm -hmm. or adults or authority figures or whatever. And my the conversation went into have we taking some of the because y'all we may have come out good good you might see good parents good people good adults right here but we all have some childhood trauma that was caused by our parents or parenting from their parents because all you do is you just trickle things like the beatings the whippings the spankings the overdoing it that all trickles down so unless you make that change or the adjustment in the way you raise your kids, some of those same traumas that you have as a parent, That's you're just right. passing it on to your child. Right. So part of the conversation was about um the inability for children, like especially in our generation, mm -hmm. K 
kids were not allowed to speak up for themselves or talk back or say anything to an adult or authority figure. Like, no matter what it was, mm -hmm. kids were beaten or trained through sometimes through discipline that you don't speak on what an adult does, what an adult says, or um, anything of that nature when it comes to adult when you're a child. So in, that, in, the, in the midst of the conversation, we were saying that, man, some of this stuff that we were raised on is the reason why it was so many of us in our age group that were molested by family members, parents, such as. Such as we were not allowed to, like, say a child is being molested by an aunt or uncle, and that's your aunt, your uncle, your child. You shut up. You do what they say. You don't talk back. You don't say it. And when that same adult tells you, don't you say nothing. Mm -hmm. Don't you tell nobody. Mm -hmm. This between us. As a child, you've been trained not to speak up no matter what the situation is. When you know there's something bad, when you know this adult is doing something wrong to you and you're scared to say something because you've already been trained, you've already caught a whooping or a beating or a spanking for not being able to speak up when an adult is speaking. When an adult says be quiet, it's, it's certain situations where some of those things cause this trauma. Where, the, where, where kids didn't speak up. They didn't tell anybody until they were full-grown adults because at this point, okay, I'm a adult, I'm a grown. I feel like I should say something. But at this point, it's, it's too late. 20 years down the line, and guess what you've developed from that molestation? Trauma. Well, yeah. Which you're passing on because you haven't, you haven't had the opportunity to heal, to rebuild, to reflect or anything. So you have some emotional issues. You have some drawbacks that you're passing on into your other relationships, whether it be with your spouse, your friends, your children. So these things get passed on. And some of that has to do with upbringing. So that's one of those things where you have toxic parents who have had toxic situations in their life that they are now, they don't know how to cope, so they're passing that on to their children. Right. Be it single parent, raised by a single parent, being neglected by their they father or mother or whoever it is, because you didn't get therapy, you didn't get healing, you didn't get resolution, now you're passing that same drama on to your kids. And I think the things we see out in the streets now is a trickle effect of all these things. Parents got younger. Parents decided that we're not going to treat our children, treat our children the way our parents taught, taught us, treated us. So they want to be friends and they're a little bit more lax. When some of that structure is necessary... <laughs> You know, some of that structure is necessary, but it's like trying to get a balance between the 
Um, it's overboard and what's not. What's overboard, trying to find a line. Because right. I had someone ask me today, they had a question and they said, this is this is a situation that's going on and I'm allowing the child's other parent to determine how the discipline goes. But I don't totally agree with the avenue they, they want to take. They're not together. The two parents are together. So it's like we're it's how do we find a happy medium between the two of us as far as the discipline? It's something as simple as you have a young child who uh, who hasn't learned how to defend themselves, or they 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 learn they don't when someone does them something they haven't learned how to per se defend themselves against another child their age because they're just a you know a meek child they're not. You know, a child that's aggressive. So someone wants to teach self So you want to teach your child how to not start fights, but not let people take advantage of you early. Right. And even if you don't take advantage, even if you don't defend yourself, at least come and tell an adult. Right. Don't let something happen to you and continue to happen to you and go on. One parent feels like, okay, well, we need to discipline them in this way. The other parent is like this way. But they're like in the middle, like they're trying to figure out how to come to a common ground on how to get the kid to understand without it seeming like a punishment for them to, you know, because when something happens, because it's happened multiple times, it's not the first time this has happened to the child. So it, it's, it's just kind of if, trying to. If, 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 if someone has a child that's being bullied or, or, you know, messed with in any kind of way, I would hope that any parent would teach that child to defend themselves. Yeah, and that that was my thing. First and foremost, you know, teach your child how to defend you, yourself. You teach your child first to report to an authority. And that backs into what you were saying as far as the, the, the parents uh, who are raising children who have experienced trauma in their childhood at the hand of a family member or at the hand of a neighbor or whomever, because we have a lot of that going on in society not just in the black community, a lot in the black community, because in the black community, uh, especially with young men, it's don't cry, it's shut up, it's suck it up, suck it up. It's, you know, your parents get to tell you what's going on in my house, don't leave out of my house, you know, things like that. So it's a lot of trauma that happens uh, between in your childhood across the societies but then between growing up and then raising children, there's a lot of things that don't get resolved. So when it comes to defending yourself, the first thing that we should be teaching our children is report to an authority figure. You know, period. We have to we have to get away from what go on in my house, stay in my house type things and not being able to uh, hear your child talk to you like that. I'm right. You listen to me as a parent created a, 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 a atmosphere of a child not being able to come to their parent, especially in times where something was happening. They were being wrong and they needed to be able to come and say, mom, dad, this is happening to me. But you have such an iron fist going on in the house that everybody that they're scared to even come and tell you the things that they really need to be able to tell you. Because you don't give these children room to be able to open their mouths and talk. So that I do understand is a toxic trait that a lot of us 
are carrying. Our kids are so afraid of us. We rule with such authority that our kids can't even come and tell us this is happening, that is happening, something is wrong. So the first thing we need to do as parents is make sure our kids understand that if something is hurting you, someone is hurting you, the first thing you do is tell an authority figure. That's the first thing you do is tell an authority figure. If you're at school and somebody's bothering you, you go to a teacher, you tell the teacher somebody is bothering you. And then for my child, my child, I'm not telling y'all to tell your children this, but my child, the next thing you do after you've told the authority figure and the authority figure doesn't step in and do anything, then it's time to give our life lessons and defend yourself, period. I mean, and there should not be a time because we're in a bullying era with these kids where we got children committing suicide. Uh, We have children going to school, shooting up schools. We have all these different things going on um, because we don't give our children space to come, first of all, and say, this is going on with me. Secondly, they don't know how to defend themselves. They don't know how to talk through a a confrontation. They don't know how to go about their dealings. And all of that, unfortunately, is probably because of the air that they are walking around in at home. You know, they can't come and talk. They can't come and say what's going on in their life without a parent belittling what's going on with them. Because they're children, you feel it ain't that big of a deal. But think back to when you were a child and think back to when you were in school, how big of a deal everything was to you in your life. Because that was your little life. And that's the biggest thing happening at the time for a child. It's what's going on in school and what's going on in my life. So and I, it, and the kid going to school and not being comfortable right. and not being able to be comfortable talking like I this is my thing have open dialogue with your children about everything everything because they have access to everything now so you're better off being the one giving the information the right information the right understanding. Then for them to pick it up on the internet from their friends, from somebody else's parents. Now you're trying to correct a problem. So have open dialogue. You're, you should be able to sit down, have open communication with your children without being their best friend yeah. or without being their friend. Yeah, I am not my child's friend. I'm not my child's friend. I'm her father. I'm the mother. And, and our children's friends, fathers and mothers. Like now, each conversations are different based on the, the child's level. Like we have kids from 20 something another to 13. I can never forget. Remember the, the top of the, 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 um, the hill. Yeah. But we have a wide range. So the conversations are different and the way we have those conversations are different, but we have the same open conversations with all the kids. Yeah. You have to like, we didn't like, that's one thing I will say about my parents for the most part. We could talk about them to them about pretty much anything from an early age. You know what I'm saying? They may not have always known the right answers. Uh, we may not have always agreed with what their side of the story was or what they their viewpoint of or what we were talking about. But at least we could talk about it. Even if we didn't agree after we walked away and it was over with, at least we were able to talk about it. And still, when it was time to be disciplined, we got disciplined. It wasn't no best friend type thing. Right. We're going to let you talk. Right. 
but it's not going to be disrespectful. And that's one of the things I was watching yesterday. My daughter is the 13 year old is very outspoken. You guys, Very outspoken. And she was having a conversation with my mama, with my mother yesterday. It's his child. Whatever. And she told my mama how she feels. It wasn't disrespectful, but she was able to tell my mama how I feel. Now my mama told her after after it was over, I can't believe. Let me break it down for y'all. Cause see, he's trying to be all politically correct. And I want y'all to understand that my child needs a filter. Okay. Some children need a filter, even though we want them to come to us with all kinds of things. But some of this stuff, when we open up the floodgates, it's like, what the hell? Where did it come from? And then you're looking at each other like, my child, for whatever reason, was it in the game? Or so, so, I, I, I caught the tail I, I end of know. it. We caught the tail end of it. We just zoned in at the end. and and But somehow the question was posed that if you were with your grandmother somewhere and they started shooting, are you going to help your grandmother run or are you going to leave your grandmother behind? And my child says, she's lived her life. I'm running. She's lived. I got, I'm got. i I'm getting down. It's, it's over with. If she can't run as fast as I can, I'm sorry, Mama. I love you, but you done lived your life. I got to go. And her poor grandmother was like, "See, I didn't catch the funny end of this conversation." I cannot believe you said that, Nala. You wouldn't help your mama. She's the one who said it, but everybody at the table, because it was all my nieces. Well, almost all of them, all except one. Anyway. They all were in agreement with Nala, but, she's the only one but she was the only one that was brave enough to say it. And so she took the heat for the crew. She took the heat because she is like, uh-uh, Mama, I love you. I love you, Mama, but if they shooting, I got to get going. I got to run. And I'm just like, she's serious. Like, it was not a joking matter. It was a real, she was answering that question with all her heart. And see, when we were kids, we would have just lied and just be like, no, Mama, I'm going to help you. I got you, Mama. I got to take care of you. Knowing good and well that if somebody starts shooting and we somewhere with Mama, Mama was like, Mama better run first. Mama, you better take off. Come on, Mama. Lay down one. Lay down one. Play dead. Because, but that baby meant what she said, and she said it in front of her grandmother, and her grandmother was just shocked and, and was like, all I done done for you, Nala, and you just, and Nala was like, I'm sorry, my mom, but I, I'm running. It's, it's, I'm sorry. And that is what we mean by <laughs> leave your child some space to have a personality. You know what I'm saying? On top of being able to come to I you. I guess Nala's like, well, what can I do, Momo? I can, what, you want me to pick you up and carry you? Take the bullet for you? Like, Momo, what, 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 what can I really do? If they shoot. Hey, and my baby was like, I'm getting down. Mama, if I fall with it, hey, I don't know. So I told her grandmother, just trip her. You know, ain't no big deal. Trip her. You, you ain't got to outrun her. Just, you got to just beat her. Somebody got to be the last one. Somebody got to get left behind. So that was, that was that. But she was comfortable enough to speak her mind, not disrespectfully, but she told her truth. 
So we just got to leave a little room for Without being concerned to, to, about getting slapped in the mouth. Yeah, I mean, we ain't going to go with everything they say. But they have personalities. They have individuality, you know. And our parents, when we grew up, we couldn't say nothing. Everything was disrespectful. Everything was you talking back. Everything was you You being, telling a story you got you bitty. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't say lie. You couldn't, you know, and all that type of stuff. And still to this day, I, I'm just now late 30s, about to be 40 years old, saying the word lie in the conversation with my mama. Or if I'm going to curse, I let her know before it come out, excuse me, but this is what was said. You know, we got to leave some room. Not for the, they got to understand. Not Don't to be do the most. Don't do the, be, be but disrespectful. allow your children to be able to speak their heart and speak their truth without you flipping out and going crazy. Like, that is a bad trait that's been handed down from generation to generation in a lot of societies. Now, we see it on some persuasions on the other side where they they do whatever. Mom is like, what? You don't knock them down? I'm waiting on like, the blood to fly. And I, and I know, still, some stuff is just too much. And my thing is, I still believe in like, mama, I know I'm, a, I'm your child, but I'm not a child. I'm not a child. And parents like, and that's why I'm. That's why I I've developed that mentality that when I'm talking to my older kids, the twenty one and you're older adults. kids, you're an adult. You're my child, but I'm not going to treat you like a child when we have a conversation. Right. I'm not going to have childish dialogue with you right. because I should not be feeding that mentality. That's why you have 30, 35, 40 year old adults still living with their parents like i get it when it's when it's a situational thing like it's i get it when it's like parents need you you're there yeah i need some help it happens but when you're 30 40 45 50 years old still living with your parents just because you don't know how to function away from your parents and it's not due to some type of disability that's an issue but what it is, we, as a community, we set our kids up for this failure to have to come back home because as soon as they turn 18, they want to think they grown. We want to say they grown and we want to put them out into the world. That they do not know how to function. That they can't function in and just tell them, make a way. Why? Why are we putting our kids out at 18, 19 years old? Toxic trait number two. Especially if they're not a dysfunctional child that's causing you all kinds of problems at home. Right. So give those children an opportunity to build some wealth, to build some credit, to learn some things. Teach them. Teach how them some to things. Operate with their money and their credit. First of all, try to teach your children. Not try. Teach your children things that our parents didn't teach us. They didn't know to teach us. Some of our parents weren't educated in the ways of finance. So they didn't teach us how to invest. They didn't teach us how to save. They didn't teach us how to set up your 401k on your job and how much money to have taken out of your check and how much is for savings, how much is for bills and how much is for play. You know, they didn't know to teach us these things. Some of our parents live from check to check, you know, but they still should have sat us down and said, look, you know, this is how you pay your bills. You know, you go and you pay your bills a couple of days before the due date. You don't want to ever pay anything on the due date or after the due date because it does this to your credit. Like, they did not teach us these things. 
And now that we have gotten those hard lessons out of the way, it's our job to teach our children. But we have gotten so used to grown folk business, being grown folk business, that we don't teach our children. I found out that I made a mistake with my son, my oldest, my birth, my oldest birth, who is an entrepreneur at heart. But I realized I made a mistake with him by not sharing our hardships with him because he thinks he can go out there and presto anything, okay? Yeah. Everything is doable. Everything ain't nothing. I can, anything I put my mind to, if I think it, I can do it. I'm doing. It. He doesn't understand the hardships behind everything because he feels like he can figure his way through everything, and that is not the case. We want our kids to believe they can do anything, but you have to be realistic and understand the downside to some things too. And there's a process and a progress to everything. Oh, what? There's a walk for everything. Yeah. And there are things that he sees us with now, or he sees us doing now, the businesses, the products, and all these different things that we have now, but he didn't see the sacrifice on the back end of that, and we hid that from struggle. our kids. He didn't see the struggles behind those things, and we hid that from our children. And those are some of the things that we as parents, we need to openly say, hey, this is a struggle. This wasn't hard. We they need this. grits and pork chops tonight, not because we just love the breakfast so much, but we eat grits and pork chops tonight because it's cheap and it's still good. It's healthy. It's hearty. It's a good meal. But right now, that pack of grits ain't but $2 and that's what we're buying for dinner for tonight because I'm putting money away to do this and we got a target and a goal and we got to do this. The children need to know the sacrifices. They need to know the struggles. They need to know what we've been through as parents so that when they get out there, it ain't just a cakewalk in their head. Everything just, well, mom and daddy just, nah, mom nah, and daddy ain't just, mom and just, ain't just do nothing. You know, we, we got too much grown folks stay out of grown folk business in our hearts. You know, we was raised with too much of that stay out of grown folk business. And it's probably my, my oldest birth son. I probably made that mistake with him of being too um go get it. Do it on your own. Like I need you to learn that life ain't gonna be easy, especially as a black male. Like they ain't trying to give you nothing. So don't don't he's he he doesn't he's the he's like my mama say, he's me. He's the distant one of us. Like you he's the kid you gotta reach out to. What's going on? How you doing? And, and with me, he may be different with his mother. He's, I know he's different with her. But for me, as the male, it's like we have to teach men, young men how to be men. But in the process of being men, teaching them how to be men, we also have to teach them how to be open. Like you have emotions. Like don't just be like this hard rock impossibilism that you don't know how to talk to other people when you do have a problem going on. So it's it's a thin line. It's a lot of stuff to navigate as a parent when you're raising your kids. And there's no manual on this. No matter how, what your parent, you, you, you're literally taking the things that your parent taught you and say, okay, that worked, that worked <laughs> for me. This definitely didn't work for me. Like my, we were spoiled. Me and my brothers, we were spoiled. And I said to myself, some of my personal issues is because we were spoiled. So I tried not to do those things with my kids that I that our parents did. Trying to teach them like you got to earn some of this stuff. 
Like you gotta understand that just because you woke up this morning, Ooh. you 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 are entitled entitled to this. So and and, and I'm it's a thin line once again. I'm like I caught beatings for everything. So I try not to was, beatings for everything. I try not to give them for everything. Yeah, and 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 the thing is is that again trying to go through what your parents did with you and then go complete opposite direction is is unless your parents was like crackheads and you know they they was, Hey, even from crackheads you can learn some lessons. People learn lessons, but I'm saying as far as how they cared for you as a parent, you know, you can learn some things as far as I can't do this to my child. But you don't you also you know, we're not saying take what your parents did and then go run the complete opposite direction. But you got to kind of just realize that parents are parents. They're not perfect. You know, so everything our parents did wasn't right. So just because you're a parent doesn't mean everything you say is Bible. Everything you say is law. That's not the case. You have to be you have to give some room to be wrong and to be able to apologize to your child and say, I was wrong for that. And I'm sorry that happened that way. Let me try to explain exactly what it is that I'm trying to say. But there are a lot of parents that feel like no matter what they say, even if they were wrong, I ain't apologizing to no kid. That is so out of order to me. You know, those are little people. They have feelings. And what you're doing is nurturing character. And when you can't show your child how to be wrong, meaning you can't show your child that you're able to be wrong, and show that, that them that I'm able to be wrong, you're sending them out into the world not ever being able to accept when they're wrong. Because you have shown them and they know you're wrong. These kids know when you're wrong, you playing games and they know you're playing games. But whatever the reason is, mama, you wasn't right for that. And they know you weren't right. But, but you were never able to say, I'm sorry I did that. That wasn't right. Right. So what you're doing is when they become adults, they feel like, oh, this is adulting? Cool. So when they become adults, they are never able to accept responsibility for the things they do wrong. And they never are able to say, my bad. I was wrong. I was wrong. So we got to correct some stuff with our toxicity that we carrying around with us from our parents. We got to remember some of our parents had parents who were raised up in, in, in slavery or the remnants of slavery. So they're a little hard. They're a little harsh. And we shouldn't still be carrying all of that on. So he mentioned something that's going to take us into the next <laughs> railroad. He said the men of um, black men, for sure. But it's Pride Month, y'all. Let's jump that real right quick. It's Pride Month. And we don't bash anybody for their choice of lifestyle your choice of lifestyle. It ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm going to love you, period. It is what it is. I don't come against anybody for their choice of lifestyle, whether I agree with it or not, because you're a human being at the end of the day. As long as you're not disrespecting me or mishandling me, you live your life because I'm going to live my life. You answer to who you answer to and I'm going to answer who I'm answer to. But I'm going to always stay with my convictions on that. But I'm not going to disrespect you and I'm going to love you period. But that's beside the point. The point today is we had a discussion because he got an alert across his phone. It's Pride Month 
Maybe he spoke out. Today, I'm going to let you go into that, to that. Maybe he spoke out because it's Pride Month. And, you know, it's, it's banner season. And everybody waving their flag and it's pride in who you are. So maybe he spoke out. But today we had an NFL player or NFL hopeful decide to come out as, is he gay or bisexual? What was it? He's gay. He's gay. This is the first time I have ever heard anybody in the NFL speak out. No, the yeah, Sam kid. Michael, yeah, Michael Sam. But Michael okay. Sam was was a horrible football player. And they tried to use his... I'm, I'm taking over now. She's in the... Yeah. Michael Sam was a horrible football player, y'all. Him not playing in the NFL had nothing to do with him being gay. It's because he was bad. Okay. He was he was a he was a product of a good scheme in college, and he play, he was an outstanding college player. But once again, age level is different. High school is one level, college is one level, and the NFL is the best of the best. Because you would hey, I know a lot of y'all women that were fine in high school. They got to college, and y'all wasn't the baddest girl on campus no more. And it took you a little while to adjust. Michael Sam was a bad man in college. When he got to the NFL, he wasn't the baddest. He he, he wasn't the baddest chick on 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 the campus no more. Is that the analogy we're going with today? I mean, I don't mean no of like yeah. Anyway, but anyway, he wasn't a good football player, and they tried to say it was because he was gay is why he got he didn't make it in the NFL. We're gonna start. I'm gonna go there. We're gonna do this. We're gonna. We're gonna. I'm gonna step process this for y'all. The upper echelon in the NFL, owners, coaches, the majority of players, do not care about your sexual orientation as long as you can catch, throw, hit, tackle, block, sack the quarterback with. Whatever it is that you're there for, that's the only thing they care about. It's about the bottom dollar, and it's about winning. It. Don't nobody care. I know they got some men in here who are athletes. I promise you, y'all, being in the locker room together that much, hanging together that much, spending that much time together, if you are gay, The majority of times, more often than not, the people in the locker room already know this. Nobody's going to ask you. Nobody's going to. It's like a locker room rule is don't ask, don't tell. Like, so nobody's asking. So now he's a Raider. Got my Raider hat on. He's a Las Vegas Raider. This is second year in Oakland. I mean, Las Vegas, I'm still saying open, y'all. Um, his second year in Las Vegas, and I think this is Carl's fifth or sixth year in the league, somewhere up in there. Somewhere. He's been in the league a while. Went to Penn State, all that. I promise you, the people in the locker room with him already knew this. So my problem, my thing is, why is it anybody's business? His sexual orientation. Like, why do, like, why do we have we made it? And I'm gonna say we because it's a societal thing. 
I'm part of society. So why have we made it an issue that we need to know who everybody's sleeping with? Do you sleep with men? Do you sleep with women? Do you sleep with men and women? Like, why, why do we care? Why does it matter? And my thing is now, like, I'm thinking football side of it, business side of it. He got a contract last year that there isn't a Raider fan alive that is not going to say we didn't overpay for Carl Nassau. And that was one of the dumbest contracts written last year. This year, they had to renegotiate his money. So he got more money up front because they were trying to clear book, clear money on the cap. So they paid him a chunk of his money up front. He's going to get this money whether he gets caught or not. Now, I didn't think he was making a team this year. Because you were going to have to pay him anyway. So if you cut him, it didn't matter. If he was on the team, it didn't matter. You was paying him anyway. He's probably about fifth or sixth, about fifth at his position right now on the depth chart. And he's making a boatload of money. Fifth string? I'm not saying fifth string. He's probably the fifth on the depth chart. Like, there's two defensive ends that start. So it's probably the two starters, the two backups, and then him. So third string. He's the fifth person in the rotation. That's fifth string. Whatever. No, it's not. All right, go for it. So now, as as an organization, even if he isn't good, even if even if he's even if he's not going to make the team, now you have to look at the optics of it. Oh, we couldn't call because call isn't good. The media is going to run with this. It's not. It's not going to be. And they know the media is going to run with it. Did y'all cut him because he? So not, I'm not saying he did that. I'm not saying he did that. I'm going to play devil advocate here, and I'm asking. So you saying, or possibly, did his publicist say? We need to drop this story because or his or his agent say we need to drop this because you might not make it and we need to throw something out there in the water and just muddy the waters a little bit just because you know hey, make the decision a little bit harder. I've seen I've seen agents and owners and people do worse. But I'm just saying it does see things like this. So you don't think Pride Month had nothing to do with it? Yeah, I'm sure he's probably thinking like I read his heard his uh, whole video I read his comment his post and Pride Month is part of why he came out this month is part of why he came out this month which but Pride Month's every year how it many is years he's been in the league six hold on, let me let me not lie on call because I like call because call I don't know how many years we've had Pride Month but I know Pride Month's every year uh, since they started it, so it's an it's an anniversary, it's an annual thing. So you know, he just got you know secure in his self, maybe to uh, be able to come out as a gay football player. Even even though Michael Sam was this will be his sixth season. Okay, he's been in the league since 2016. And so Michael Sam's was when? Um, I don't even remember 2012 or something like that. It's been a minute. So after he's been in the league after Michael Sam. 
Yeah, he didn't come into the league after Michael Sam. So he knew that there has been a gay. So there's a precedent that's already been set. We've already had the first one to come out and say, I'm gay. Because let me tell y'all something. All right, this is my belief. All right, now I might be a little overboard, a little out of order. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe maybe I am. But Michael I, Sam was 2014. I truly believe that there are many gay people in football. Absolutely. Baseball, basketball. Absolutely. Just I like honestly in- believe that a lot of people running around on that field that's gay. And it's a good set of people running around on diamond that's gay. And probably a few because the numbers in, in basketball are lowered by, by numbers of players. But I believe there's a few of those that's gay or, or bisexual or however you want to call it, their sexual orientation because you ain't going to make me believe that 100% of all those men in the era of life that we're in are all straight. Completely straight. I, 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 you're not going to make me believe it. We're not trying to. So my thing is this. Why is it, first of all, so hard for them to just say what it is? And Because again, of the toxic masculinity, that word that I hate. Well, again. Of the locker room. Again, the locker room is a bad, you know, that's the school bully. That's the, the schoolyard again. But, um... If that's who you are, that's who you are. Period. You know what I'm saying? If that's who you are, that's who you are. Should you be bashed for it? Should you be beat up for it? Should you lose your job for it? No. Um, the sports arena is a masculine place. But just because you're gay don't mean you can't be masculine. Right. Because obviously they're doing it. Because they there are that somebody on the field is gay. Period. So even though they haven't said it, I know that's the case. Because odds are with me on that just the numbers but so that don't mean you obviously you obviously have the cojones to do what you got to do you can play you can play period and that's the only thing i so care my about my question is this why is it such a big deal that's my point why 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 are we why are we making people's personal preferences and personal life making people have to Push that out and say to everybody, like, hey, I'm gay. Look at me. Let me accept accept me. I accept you because you're called. Like you're I accept you because you you are who you are. You're the person you are. So, I love the person who you are. Again, who you sleep with means nothing. Is this a ploy to stay on the team? It could be. It possibly could be. It possibly could be. Because, like I said, I can't say one way or the other. Because if he gets cut, the question is always going to be, was he cut cut because he came out as being openly gay? Mm -hmm. Or was he cut just because he didn't play well enough to, to perform well enough to be on the team? Because last year, he didn't perform as well as what his contract was, and they were thinking about cutting him. But because of the way the contract is worked, they could, like, we can't take this kind of cap hit to cut him. So they renegotiated. They turned some of it into a signing bonus, and they pushed it off into other years. So now this comes out. He makes this announcement. So now if he gets cut, it's like, 
Y'all just paid him all this money. Y'all going to have to pay him anyway. So was it really that he wasn't good? Or it really was it you didn't want the distraction? Because in sports, you know, distraction is the word. We don't want any distractions. The distraction is of, of, of now you have to answer the question as a coach or player. We shouldn't be answering questions about someone's sexual orientation right. in a job NFL setting. job setting because that's what it is. It's still a job. I shouldn't have to come out and say, and, and, and a reporter asked me, Corey, how, you had a great game today. How, how, how was your game? And I was like, man, we worked hard. We practiced hard all week, blah, blah, blah. And then the next reporter comes and asks, so what do you feel about your teammate coming out and saying he's gay? Why am I answering this question? It's coming. And that's my point. Why do, am I answering this question? This is not my business. You shouldn't answer this question. And if they don't answer the question, or if they say you're homophobic. you're homophobic or you're this or you're that or the third, my thing is let people live their life, be who they are, and they shouldn't have to tell the world this is who they are. These, they're still just human. They're just human. Like, it's, you're not an alien because you're gay. There's nothing wrong with you. There's no mental illness. There's there's nothing. This is your preference. You prefer this. Be it getting into all of if it's a choice, if it's a if it's you're born this way, all that. None of that matters. Matters none. Don't matter on your job. Don't matter on your job. Don't matter in your life. It doesn't matter anywhere. So why has the media and society decided that everybody has to put their sexuality out on front street so not everybody just the gay so it can be exploited and that's what i feel like i feel like america and society are exploiting people for their sexual preferences they're using it for the financial gain for political gain for whatever because and i think this is some bull you know i've seen a lot of companies uh who was it today? Um, Zillow. Zillow has the Z in the house uh, as their icon on their app. And right now, if you go look up Zillow, Zillow's house is no longer white. Uh, I believe it was. Uh, it's rainbow now. It's Pride Month. So at some point, people got to realize you're being used. You're being used. It's Pride Month. You're being used. Um, you have pride in who you are. And then there are some people who are going to cash in on your pride. Absolutely. And I think that there's a fine line between uh, coming out and saying that I'm gay. I'm a gay athlete. I'm a gay actor, actress, whatever. And and then it being exploited as such. Because somebody's going to take the opportunity to make money off of that. Because it shouldn't be that that serious in, in life that it has to be a public announcement. It has to be a public announcement. There should not be, and I, I get it. I, I mean, I get it. People are um, discriminated against. They're abused. They're bashed. They're beaten. There's so they're they're 
there's so many things that go on. Their um their their families um disown them. It's so much stuff that goes on. Right. And I get it. And I understand why some people keep, some people keep it to themselves mm-hmm. for those very reasons. But it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be where you will protect your child molesting ass uncle and kick your gay cousin out of the family tree. Like, I want you to think about it. The communities will protect a child molester, a pedophile, a priest, a rapist, a brother. Your brother, please your don't get me started on the we home. off the rails. Please don't get yeah. me started yeah. on the homosexuality and religion. Y'all, that takes me a whole nother place. Cause I just like I have a I have an opinion, and everybody might not agree with my opinion, and I don't care. It's my opinion. Like I like I told when it was last the other day, like y'all, I'm telling y'all. This touches me. It touches me because I have friends. I have friends who are gay, lesbian, straight, Muslim, um, atheist, the whole tree. We love everybody over here, genuinely. And it irks my nerves to see people use things that you don't even have a real translation of. Me, even as a Christian, I we don't even have a real translation of this in the Bible. And this is my opinion. God don't make mistakes. You can't preach God makes mistakes. You you don't make mistakes and then try to bash people for their choices. Like this is this is beyond me. So I'm not gonna even get into that. I, I, I won't. My thing is let people be who they are. If it's not hurting you, it's not hurting them. It's not causing, it's not causing any type of personal dysfunction to you or them or anybody around you. Move on. Love people for who they are. Love the people's heart, their personality, their their genuineness, whatever it may be that causes you to love somebody. Quit getting caught up with who people are sleeping with, what they do in their bedroom, in their private time. And having a fit about it. Worry about if the person that they're dealing with is good. Worry about that part. That because part. Because while you're so busy worrying about who they're sleeping with, worry about who they're sleeping with. Like, is the person good for them? Is the person treating them well? Is the person uh, uplifting them? Are, are they mentally abusive? Are they verbally, physically abusive? You know, these are the things you need to worry about more than who uh, the gender of the person. Because there's nothing you can do about somebody's choice. There's nothing you can do about that. You can do everything about how you treat somebody, though. And and defending the, the they defending the the the. His head ooh, hurt, y'all. I'm sorry. The Catholic priest and all this stuff, and this is this is another that's another one of those things that takes me off the rail because I feel like some things that have been indoctrinated into religion, religion mm-hmm. is because of these those things. And they've taken religion and used it as a way to protect some of the horrible, unjust, mm-hmm. nasty, trifling things that have been done throughout 
American history, yes. world history. Yes. And I have a problem with that. And I have a problem with people who say they're Christian or say they're whatever religion or whatever you believe in, who say these things. But when it comes to certain things, you're quiet and other things you are loud and outspoken about. You can't say God is love. You can't say God is love, preach love and then have hate in your heart because someone isn't like you. That it don't work that way. Those two don't go together. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> and you can't. I, I have an issue with those who uh, hate racism, but then are home, or, or they they bash homosexual people or bisexual people or whatever the case may be. Like God created people. The end. You're either going to love people or you're going to not. You're going to, at the end of the day, as far as I am as a Christian believer, I'm going to love you as a person. I don't care who you go home to. I don't care who you lay up with. I don't have to agree with your lifestyle choices. I don't have to agree with the philosophy behind it. I just have to love you as a person because God loves you as a person. It, it, we are, they always like to throw that God hates the sin part and loves the sinner. So if God loves the sinner, then why don't you love the sinner? Why right. don't you treat the sinner the way God's going to treat the sinner? Because what's happening then is you're leaving yourself wide open for some conviction from judgment for God, your own self, by trying to, you, you ain't loving the way God's you're trying to convict somebody. Because you're, you're trying to convict somebody. It ain't your conviction to lay out. It ain't your judgment to lay out. You can preach the word. You can give the word. You can talk about what's in the Bible or whatever, your understanding of what's in the Bible. But at the end of the day, your duty is to love. So you can't have the love of God and show the love of God to your neighbor and bash them for their choices. It's not your choice. It's their choice. All you need to do is love them through it. That's it. So maybe if you show the love of God, they'll come into the light of God. They'll come into what you're talking about. Maybe. Maybe they never will. But it's not for you to do. It's for you to water the seed. Plant the seed. Let somebody else water and let God do the harvest. At the end of the day, that ain't your business long as you ain't laying up with somebody. Yeah. And if you are, then that's your, that's business. your business. I mean, at the end of the day, I have family members who lay up with the opposite sex because that's their choice. I don't have to agree with that. When I see them coming, I ain't going the other way. When I ain't I bashing their, them. When I see their uh, significant other coming, that's a human being walking my direction. And I'm going to treat that human being as I would want that, that human being to treat me. It just is what it is. What's your name? Hey, what's up? How you doing? What where you work? Okay, cool. Yeah. You know so? Yeah. You like the weather? Yeah, we're going to the park. You barbecue? You eat barbecue? You don't like ribs? What? I don't I don't care what you're doing when you get home. Don't ask me to do it with you. I'm good. You know? It's just some things that we as people gotta lay some prejudices down. You know what I'm saying? We gotta lay some of this stuff down. It's Pride Month. And people got their time. But people who enjoy your time and your pride also understand that there are people, there are predators in every walk of life. And yep. there are some people who are taking advantage of this pride thing. 
there are some people who are gay or bisexual or with a pansexual who are taking advantage of this thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. There are those who, you know, they may it's, be, it's no, it's, but they taking advantage of the situation to further and further themselves. You know what I'm saying? So we have to get out of labels per se, mm-hmm. I think. And yeah. get more back to who the person is. You know what I'm saying? If that's what you do, that's what you do. If that's your lifestyle, that's your lifestyle. Concern yourself with is the person upright? Is right. the per- person a good person? Are they decent people? Because what they do when they close the door and lock it behind them, it is not your business. Unless it's with a child, then we got a problem. We're kicking if the doors in. There we go. Don't hurt nobody. We're kicking don't, the doors. Don't be in. out here molesting people's children. Um, I had, I ain't gonna even name they animals, they pets, none of that either. My, my, I had a family member dislike a friend of mine. We're in high school or about to graduate high school, and they disliking a friend of mine because they thought he was gay. They never, I, I never said the man was gay. He never said he was gay either. But they thought by his mannerisms that he was gay. And told me not to have my son around him. Okay, hold up. What if you think he's gay? What they got? What they got to do with my baby? But this is what I'm saying. This is see. This is one of this is this is part of why Pride Month exists Mm -hmm. because it's 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 partially showing pride in who you are, Mm -hmm. and it's partially about being able to educate ignorant people. Yeah, that was ignorant as hell. Because the ignorance of it all is there are really people who think that homosexuals are pedophile. Yeah. And that is that is your child is more likely to be molested by your brother. By your uncle, your brother, or someone your friend, a, you or your friend that you keep beating children. around than they are someone who's homosexual. Like this is like I have a a a a, a, a old coworker who used to tell me all the time, straight men y'all got it twisted. Gay men don't want no straight man. We want a gay man. Like y'all y'all they, they, they he would say you heterosexual men think too highly of yourselves. <laughs> and I used to laugh. It was hilarious to me, but. He was keeping it. He like he was keeping one hundred. I don't want to, man. We can hang out, have drinks, get drunk. You ain't never got to worry about me coming on to you because I know you don't want me, and I don't want you either. You're not what I want. And period. So it's a lot of it, the. I try not to compare the two because the two are not the same. But it's a lot of ignorance about the black community as. Just like there's a lot of ignorance about the the gay lesbian community, the LBGTQ elemental, all in letters. I need y'all to get. I need y'all to get like a like one phrase, like this is us or whatever y'all want to do. Because I can't remember all these letters. You know what I'm saying? I can't. I don't need. I don't know. It's still LGBTQ. I just love y'all though, because y'all my people, y'all good people. Yeah, I don't know. They be coming up with all kinds of stuff. I see something different every day. But be it off the rail. Um, I lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? 
Hey, so there, 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 there's a lot of, uh, like he said, there are prejudices all over the place. Yeah, the prejudices all Black over the place. folks can be prejudiced. We prejudice against our own sometimes. Light skin, Light, dark skin, you know, that's another stupid things. thing. So it's just, um, it's Pride Month, you know. I, I have nothing to do with what nobody does. That's not my business. It's not for me to know. It's not for me to concern myself with. But understand there are people out there who will exploit the hell out of it. You know what I'm saying? So just, just like you're gonna have people exploit the Juneteenth. Yes. You have you have people black and white yes. who exploit um because they can care less. Black History Month. Like they can care less. They could care less. They're just trying to find a way to take advantage, monetize, use it for whatever, like like I don't know. But I can't say this won't happen. I don't know of any straight men that would intentionally say they're gay to take advantage of situations. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like I just said, I don't know. There are plenty of people who could tell you stories about the, 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 the gay man who's not gay, who works at the gay bar. And all that stuff because the money is good. Like I said, I don't personally know anybody, but I, I'm just saying, I've seen it on TV. There are I don't know women anybody. that can go into a club and they can tell you that they drink for free, eat for free because some woman in there liked them and they were sending them stuff they way. And guess what? They took it. See, taking advantage. This exploitation. There's some. There are some people that's gonna do whatever they gonna do if it's gonna. Give them a, a heads up. Some people do it to heterosexually. They be having gay people pretend they be heterosexual for them same gifts. Right. So, but I'm just saying that people shouldn't like stop stop taking advantage of other people's opportunities. Like there, like there are people who have lost their lives. There are people who, who've been beaten. Abused, ashamed, killed, 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 lynched, taken advantage, lynched. Lost your life is is the wrong way to say that. Lynched, call it what it is. For the for these for these rights, modern day lynching. These whatever for the advantages that we have now. There were people before us that suffered greatly Mm -hmm. for this. Mm -hmm. So. Less people like have some integrity. With all of that being said, that'll get you into your other off the rails uh topic because of Juneteenth. We 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 started off with Juneteenth. We talked about it, we hinted at it a little bit, but it's Pride Month and it's Pride Month. Juneteenth falls right in the middle of the Pride Month. You ain't gonna have much for Father's Day. I'm sorry, Father's Day just really just screwed. Y'all just took y'all done took over our month between Pride and Juneteenth. Y'all done took over Father's Month. This some bull. Y'all gonna have. We need to get August or something. Okay, I'm we're sorry, but it's not our fault. So with Juneteenth, folks, come on, come come, let's do some education here. I saw some people. I'm about to be. This is this is the segment of the show where I get a little weird. He's a sports fanatic. 
I'm a social person. I, I don't like social injustice. I don't like people, the big man beating up on the little man. I'm an underdog. Root. I, I love to root for the underdog. I, I, I have a problem with what I saw for Juneteenth. And what I'm about to say, or the things that may come up in this particular segment, may get you know under the skin of some people when they hear and see what, what's about to be said. But it's got to be said because, you know, Let me I see don't have time Let to me be do. politically correct when it comes to this. Let me lean. So Juneteenth is June 19th, right? Okay. We just got this as a federal holiday. It, it, it didn't just come about. You know, don't nobody care about that irregular register. Stop it, please. They wouldn't even know. So, anyway, when it comes to Juneteenth, because we saw some stupid comments over this past week, okay? Like I said, this show is is because a lot of things happened, and we saw a lot of things over this past week, and it's like, dang, we got to talk about this stuff. This is, this is a little retarded, okay? Not to be disrespectful to anybody that has a mental illness, but we need to figure out another word for mental illness because retarded is what's going on in these streets and the words that I'm seeing that come across my timeline. It's a little stupid for people to honestly think that all of a sudden Juneteenth just came about. Like, it just happened last year. No, Juneteenth did not just happen last year. And there are some of us on the skin side that need to understand what Juneteenth is about because you all don't even know what Juneteenth is about. You don't even know to celebrate Juneteenth, but you're going to break your neck to go get a red, white, blue shirt to wear on the 4th of July. You're going to kill yourself to have on everything red, white, and blue from head to toe, but you don't have a clue what Juneteenth is all about. I need to correct this. We need to correct this. Us own people need to correct this. We need to get this straight. You need to learn and get some pride in Pride Month in Juneteenth. Let's do that. Let's correct that situation, first of all. Secondly, the 4th of July. I never really celebrated the 4th of July. The most you, if you go back in time, you may find me in one of them stupid little flag shirts that my mama put me in, little outfits that was all cute and frilly and the red and white and blue knockers in your head and bows and barrettes and stuff because your mama dressed you up. But nobody can ever say in my adult history that they saw me or I asked them, what we doing for the 4th of July? It is not something that I celebrate. Why? Because it's Independence Day. Whose independence was it supposed to be? Whose independence was it supposed to be? Mine, right? Yours, right? Your ancestors, right? Were we free on the 4th of July when they signed the declaration? No, we were not. I never celebrated. Why? What are we free of? We're still fighting for some of the crap that they told us was ours back in the 1800s. Why am I going to celebrate that? Why am I going to break my neck to get some firecrackers? Why am I going to spend three, four, five hundred dollars on firecrackers? Why am I going to do that? Why? I'm not going to do that. There's no reason to do that. But you know but what else? You do, that's, your that's your business. I'm just saying, I am not going to do that because I had a good understanding for whatever reason. Somehow in high school, shout out to Big High back in that time, uh, we we weren't you know as lowly rated as we are now. When I was there, we had great teachers. But back in that time, I learned about Juneteenth then. I learned that there were a certain, certain segment of slaves that didn't know they were free until two years past the signing of the Declaration. And there, my friends, you have Juneteenth. That but, is where it comes from. And it just happens to be that the, 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 the soldiers that sailed into the port in Galveston that just Texas. happened to be in Texas mm -hmm. where they landed and were able to tell the slaves in that location that they were free. Yeah. 
Now, you will hear the stories that um there was no mail, there was no this, there was Everybody no that. Was Everything was horseback, blah, blah, blah. But they were able to get all the military information and every bit of information they needed to go from whatever state and whatever country. Y'all, they fought a whole war. A whole war. They passed information along during the war. During an entire war. Strategies, plans. Strategies, plans, all that. The reality of it is they needed to get a couple of more years of slave labor and harvests and planting and um uprooting and um sowing and, sowing and reaping that they needed to get done before they um let my people let go. my people go <laughs> you know what i'm saying I mean, it's and that's the cool. re and that's the reality of it but is. let me talk to the other side of this all right to 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 yeah let me fix my tongue before i say something you know offensive I don't want to call people out of their name because I'm a little bit perturbed by what I've been seeing uh, the past week about Juneteenth. You backwood thinking, okay, your brain needs, there, there's something, there's a defect somewhere in your head when you will celebrate the 4th of July with a Confederate flag on the front of your truck. There is a defect. You don't know your history. There is a defect when you will celebrate the 4th of July and then get out there and get mad because you want that little stupid bronze statue with the dude on the horseback with his sword to stay. There's a defect in your brain. Something is wrong. You're ignorant. That's unlearned. You don't have the knowledge of the situation because the two don't go together. You cannot celebrate said holiday, but call yourself a confederate, and that's your heritage. And the dude on the horseback needs to stay. You, celeb you, 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 you celebrate you, being a loser. Like, y'all lost. Like, the confederacy didn't win the war. Thus, the Independence Day. Well, not let me get the other back, because the confederacy is civil war. The <laughs> you didn't for Independence Day. Holly, if you hit me in the comments, I'm just trying to say for Independence Day, you that was your independence away from from Britain. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with the Confederacy. Mm -hmm. That has nothing to do with your Confederate flags, which are the Civil War. Mm -hmm. Those two things are not the same. Mm -hmm. They don't go together. Mm -hmm. Um, they don't. You know, they don't work together. So who were the Confederates for? What side of the war were they on? They were on the side that lost. Did, 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 what they, did they represent? What did they want? What did they want to stay in place? Slavery. Slavery. Huh? They wanted slavery to stay in place? Huh? Huh? Abraham Lincoln did what? Him free Him did what? That's what I'm saying. He so again, if you out here celebrating, let's not be fooled, my people. Let's not do this. I don't. I'm. I know I'm talking to the other side, and they might not be on here to see this. Maybe you could share it because I know everybody got somebody on their page. But let me tell you something. 
this is some of the dumbest stuff I have seen in a long time. This is some of the dumbest stuff I've seen in a long time. You cannot expect me to believe that you think the rebel flag is something you need to protect. That the 4th of July is something you need to protect. And that goes together. Technically. Technically what? Help me. Help me help somebody. Independence Day. For them, they became independent from mm-hmm. from, from Britain. Mm-hmm. And the British, y'all the know. Emancipation. The emancipation. So. Proclamation. Says I'm free. Technically. They're, I mean, they were independent, but they still owned slaves. <laughs> so, there. so they, they, that's the part I want you to understand. So they really, you're still trying to protect your heritage you of still slavery. Going Come on, go with me. You're still trying Speak to protect faster. your heritage of slavery. And abusing and taking advantage of other people. America was built on the on murder and mayhem mm-hmm. and the taking advantage of the less fortunate. Therefore, when your confederacy lost, the good fight that they was trying to fight as far as what? Keeping all these things in place, you can't you can't go there and say, "I'm I'm going with the two of these." The two of them don't go together. You lost. It's over. But they, I mean, it's over. You got away from one, but you didn't get away from the other. In reality, the, 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 if you really think about it, the two of them do go together. Their independence and and the Confederacy, because we still were, it was all about slave. They still had slavery when they became independent. They lost the Confederate War, but they still, they still, they still feel in their heart the way they feel. That's why they uphold the Confederacy. They still feel that way. I don't understand anybody who can fight against another country to be emancipated from them. Then turn around and infight among each other. To keep people in slavery and bondage do against. You, do, yeah, I do, mean, do you understand what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying the the I say pick a side. The internal fabric of America is racist. It's built on racism. So until that is touched on, you gotta do a whole blood transfusion and DNA. Um, they're gonna have to do stem cell research and blood transfusion to America as a whole to get the racism out of the out of out of the. the you have people who celebrate and die hard for the Fourth of July. They are dying over June nineteenth. 
they're dying over Juneteenth. So you want everybody to be able to celebrate getting away from another country, getting from under the, the rules and delegations of another country, and being hindered by another country, and having to live under that law of another country. You want to be able to celebrate America becoming America, stand alone. But black folk, the descendants of, can't celebrate being free from certain oppression. That same America don't 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 this from America being free from the oppression of America. So you Say that can point. understand on one hand getting free, but you don't understand getting free. It's a different kind of freedom. White freedom and black freedom is two different things. That's how they look at it. You and black want to celebrate the Fourth of July. Let's not act like but black. But you don't let's, understand let's, the celebration of June nineteenth. Let's let they understand. See, that's what that's that's where you getting. That's where. That's when you're mixing it up. They understand. They know. They don't care. It's just like they had people who were arguing about y'all celebrating Juneteenth and like y'all trying to take Fourth of July away from us. We can't uh-huh. take away. I mean, hey, but that's this is this is this is But these are black folks saying, "I'm still gonna celebrate Fourth of July." That's okay. That's you. That's your business. That's do what you do. But I want you in your same mindset to say the thing. Yes, you are an American, but your ancestors and your people not. were not free when doing we the were, when we became free. when we became when they when America became free. Your people weren't free. I will never celebrate the Fourth of July. I go celebrate Cinco de Mayo first. Start. Give me a hat. Give me a sombrero. That ain't that ain't, ain't margarita. That ain't it. They don't even celebrate it. But I'm just saying. Girl, stop. I'm just saying. The point yeah, being. Yeah, you off the rails for the real. The point being is that you want me to break my neck to celebrate America being free when my people can't be free. And I want y'all to. We're going to fit in right here because she's, she's over here somewhere, y'all. She, yeah. I ain't over nowhere. You're going to celebrate the 4th of July like it is the greatest thing on earth. You're going to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars, thousands and thousands, millions of dollars are made every year in this country. Billions of dollars are made every year in this country in a month to celebrate freedom. All while there is a certain segment of this population that were not free. Then we had a whole war among ourselves against one another trying to keep said population oppressed and in bondage and enslaved that side lost they lost i don't know we talking talk to the people they lost they i know the people i know they, they, they lost, lost. Two years later, the people got free, free, free on paper. We got free. We found out we was free in June. So now the folks can go out and do what they do. 
You want us to sit back and glorify America that oppressed us and held us in bondage for years, hundreds of years. And then that same America fought among each other to keep people as objects. That's what you want us to, to, to glorify. That's what you want us to celebrate. That's what half of y'all, half of y'all, the lost side, y'all need to go somewhere and sit down. Because after you became America, you lost your America. And that is my point. Them two don't go together. Them two don't go together. We became America after we got away from one side. And then we fought against that America, part of that America, and we lost our America. But you still going to go out here and you're going to bust heads wide open to get to your, your 4th of July celebration and you mad at Juneteenth. You lost the America you fought for. You lost it. But you go right ahead and you fly your American flag and your Confederate flag side by side. Do what you do. Because that's a whole oxymoron in living color. They don't go together. And I don't care what you say. They don't go together. You fought one war to get free. And then you lost the war of the freedoms you wanted. Yet you don't understand the people who want to celebrate their freedom when they actually got free. After the Emancipation Proclamation was signed, two years later, a set of people finally got free and they want to celebrate that time because the 4th of July is not our freedom. We were still enslaved. Am I wrong or right? Am I wrong? No. You think we got you. We got you. I mean, like, it's like, like I said, they don't care. They don't want to care. They don't want to understand. You know who I So it's like to talking care? to the wall. I want us to care. When is it going to be a time where us and us folks? Stop buying into the propaganda machine. Because like I said earlier, a lot of us spend a lot of money during the 4th of July. Well, us and can't control us. And. <laughs> I don't know why we keep, why do we do this? We're not about to have this debate or this argument about us and doing things that they've been so indoctrinated into white supremacy that they don't understand anything but life through the eyes of a white supremacist through the eyes of white people so like your oppressor has controlled the way you see think breathe and live and until you open up your eyes enough to say wait a minute this ain't good for me this isn't for me this isn't about me this doesn't progress me. I want us as a people to understand what Juneteenth is about now that it is a federal holiday because there are a lot of people who, as of this year, us did not know what Juneteenth was. Didn't know what Juneteenth was about. 
Some say they had never heard of Juneteenth. How that happens yeah. in 2021, I don't know. We got to get back to the education of us. We got to educate one another. We got to get back to educating one another. But we also have to stop playing into the very thing that we keep fussing about later on. And in my mind, the 4th of July is definitely one of those things. Nobody likes us but us. And that's what we have to learn as black folks. Hey, it is what it is. Nobody likes us but us. That's why I put this shirt on. So you can see the front of it. Yeah. It's missing some color. I know. I ain't have one <laughs> with the color in it. But I'm just saying. And once we understand that, nobody likes us but us. Only people can save us is us. We'll be better off. When are us going to get on one accord? I don't know. I can't. I'm not. I don't have that crystal ball. So I don't since have... we just got our federal holiday. That's good. Happy for the Juneteenth. I'm celebrate. I was already celebrating. We already celebrated Juneteenth. We got our holiday. Prior to that. Can we turn that into our 4th of July? Can we make that as big as the 4th of July? The 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 um Juneteenth celebration. The um the the corporate America is gonna try to because they're gonna try to capitalize off of it financially. So yes. So America's happy because they got free. I'm ready for us to be happy. Even though, you know, which is a, that's a different segment because, again, we, we we need some other rights. There are other rights that was at the forefront. There are other bills on the on the floor that needs people's attention. Asian folks got a, a anti-hate bill. The Jews have been had an anti-hate bill. Um, there is a anti- LGBT bill, there's a hate bill um, that was passed for them as well. Um, there are hate crimes. There are laws to protect everybody except black folks. So let's be happy for the Juneteenth because we need to know, the, the history needs to be known. It needs to be celebrated. But at the same time, you need to keep your foot on these people's throats, especially the president who made a whole lot of promises. And um, we're not getting, I mean, the holiday is beautiful. We all take a paid day off. But the fact of the matter is it ain't fixing none of the problems that we have in our communities. Celebrate it. Enjoy it. Take it for what it is. But at the same time, realize just as quickly as that pen was signed uh, to give us give us Juneteenth, mm -hmm. that same pen could have given us the George Floyd um, Act. It could have given us the same way for Asian rights after these Asian hate crimes and they passed a bill instantly. Same thing could have been done for black folks. And we've been suffering in hundreds. 
hundreds and hundreds of years. Hence my centuries. And meltdown behind all of this. If you if you got a Confederate flag and an American flag flying side by side, you're an idiot. Tis what it is. You're celebrating two totally different Americas with that. And neither one of them had anything to do with me. Neither one of them had my best interests at heart. So I could care less. Either of them. So with that being said, <laughs> I want to thank y'all for joining us on this episode of Passing for Perfect with Core Incarnation. You can like, subscribe our YouTube page, our Facebook page. And yeah, that's about it. You got anything else, Gracie? You trying to shut me up, y'all. No, I'm trying not to be on here for three hours. I'm trying to shut you up. When has she ever shut up? I'm trying to shut you up. When have I ever been able to shut her up? When you turn, you hit the button and then you end our show and I still be talking. Say goodnight, Gracie. <laughs> y'all have a good night.